0: Welcome to the Adwoke Podcast. My name is Brett Craig, and here's my story. I'm a former chief creative officer that worked at two of the biggest ad agencies on the West Coast for some of the most famous brands in the world. About two years ago, I was canceled for a five year old casting email that someone posted on Instagram. I used some imperfect language, it was taken out of context, and it all happened in the middle of the racial tensions of 2020. The social media mobbing that ensued in the comment section below my email posted on Instagram caused me to lose my job and to be called some rather ugly names that I never thought I'd be called. Suddenly I went from the top of my career to no career at all, canceled. Even friends that supported me privately wouldn't come near me publicly. I'm a Christian and I do believe that God is working all things together for my good, but it was quite honestly one of the most devastating experiences of my life. But it was also strangely liberating. I woke up to a new world, full of uncertainty, but also full of opportunity. The opportunity to do something in short supply in the corporate world today. Tell the truth. I no longer had to be conflicted promoting ideas I don't agree with, and in these times of deceit, I counted a privilege to be able to speak honestly. That's what the AdWoke podcast is all about. I'm going to give it to you straight, we're going to occasionally laugh, and I'm going to say the things you're not allowed to say. Not because I just want to be provocative, although the truth is often provocative, but because I believe the truth will set you free. Welcome to the AdWoke Podcast. Now, I try to put out an episode about once a week, but I could not resist putting out another episode this week when I saw Virgin Atlantic's new, very expensive ad touting their new gender-neutral flight attendant outfits. Because, well, this is what you, the consumer, were waiting for, Right. Right. Now, when I saw this ad, it just kind of brought all kind of thoughts to my head. like uh, part of what got my attention was the ad itself. Uh, but also, I see people on social media like LinkedIn, very esteemed folks in the ad industry, some I worked with, praising this film like it's so brave and amazing, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I'm not going to bother spending time on the fact that brands, once again, are doubling down on making everything gender neutral, like it's the most important mission they have in the world, the overturning of the gender binary, uh, just like they keep insisting that Hispanics call themselves Latinx, which I did a whole episode on, check that out, childrenx, womenx, it's the most important thing in the world to the left right now. In any case, the gender neutral, uh, this gender neutral initiative from Virgin Atlantic is a continuation of the left's uber obsession with stripping society of its binary understanding of gender. But you know that. What I want to focus on today is a little bit more putting my marketing hat on and just something else here, which is the fact that the Virgin Atlantic ad demonstrates uh, that brands are just talking to themselves at this point. They're just patting themselves on the back for being woke. And it's not only a bore to watch brands self-congratulate themselves on their own wokeness, but more importantly, it's also not even working for the brands. So I just wanted to offer a few thoughts on this Virgin Atlantic ad as we head into the weekend. And I wanted to connect this navel-gazing effort from Virgin Atlantic to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Because you knew I would do that. And I want to connect it because I want to show how DEI really compels brands to engage in ever more inward-focused communications. They're, They're really just speaking to themselves at this point, not to the larger market who sees this woke stuff as a massive sideshow, as well as an unwanted imposition of progressive values intruding into their life. But before we go any further, it's time for an ad for, yes, the AdWoke podcast. That's right. Here it is. If you like what I am doing on the AdWoke podcast, I ask you to just do something, a small favor for me. Please rate it on Apple Podcasts and uh, subscribe. That would be great. And if you have to create an anonymous identity to do so because you fear never working in advertising again, because the woke will erase your good name for listening to a podcast by the evil Brett Craig, then create a pseudonym. I'm good with that. Or you could use your real name, get fired, and then experience the freedom of no longer having to hide or pretending you're woke. But seriously, I do appreciate your sharing the AdWoke podcast via Signal or some other encrypted message service, ensuring you won't be targeted by the FBI. I'm kidding. Kind of. But I appreciate it if you would subscribe or share, if you like the AdWoke podcast, etc., etc., because I do this for you, the dissenters out there who feel like they're quietly dying at their ad agency or corporation watching as they're corporate leaders uh, lose their sanity to the mind virus known as diversity, equity, and inclusion. Now, as you know, it seems there is but one brief in the building now, the DEI brief. That's what every corporation is selling, dang it. Every ad agency and corporation says they're all about this thing called DEI. And since uh, diversity, as we know, is actually not what DEI creates, uh, but instead creates conformity of thought, DEI has had the effect of making every corporate marketing attempt feel almost exactly the same. Every brand is constantly telling you they believe in diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's just one giant echo chamber out there now, as many companies are saying the exact same thing all at once. Something we used to try to avoid like the plague. It was like marketing 101. In fact, when I worked for TBWA Chiat Day, the entire idea was disruption. Whatever everyone's saying, you don't want to say that as a brand. You want to find your own space. You want to stand out, not blend in. Uh, but then again, we also knew what a man and a woman was in those headier days uh, of like two years ago. Now, there is some freedom, of course, in the DEI brief your client will give you. You're free to swap out the product or the service, of course. You have to do that. Uh, and you uh, maybe could swap the color of hair of one of the very diverse cast members you're casting, like maybe make their hair blue instead of green, for instance. But at the end of the day, the ad you're making that seemingly all corporations are making today and ad agencies, they're essentially just performance art pieces designed to demonstrate how the brand has prostrated itself before the new corporate trinity known as diversity, equity, and inclusion. But the problem is the consumer doesn't give a rat's behind they just don't. And real quick, why is all this happening? Why does DEI end up becoming the North Star for everything? Because DEI is the ring that rules them all. I love doing the echo, it's just so fun, especially on Friday. DEI subordinates everything to itself, including your brief. So it's co-opted the mission of most corporations and DEI becomes the new North Star of the corporation and the ad agency because DEI is a mind virus. And like any virus, once it gets into the host or the building in the case of the corporation or ad agency, the virus takes over the function of the host, which means the corporation ceases to do what it used to do. So if you used to make burgers, uh, sell widgets, or run a better airline, that's over. Your new purpose is to simply replicate the mind virus of DEI. Corporations and ad agencies then essentially become DEI factories, whose sole purpose is to produce and propagate DEI, and then spew it into the culture whether consumers and people want it or not. Case in point, Virgin Airlines' new effort, which touts, yes, their new gender-neutral unis. Again, the problem here is, as I'll show you, is aside from being more woke cultural imperialism that nobody's asking for, the consumer hates it. Not not all of them. You know, of course, there are some people that think it's great, but I, I still think it's a very small percentage of the audience. Most of them would rather pour bleach on their eyeballs, then watch the Virgin Atlantic ad. Now here's the thing for corporate America. If you wanna light your money on fire with a useless ad like Virgin Atlantic's uh, new gender neutral uniform ad, that is your call. But at least try to do something that interests your consumer. Just try, just just like a little bit. It's like when you visit France, try to speak French. The French will so appreciate it. And when you talk to consumers, try to speak consumer. Consumers are begging for companies to stop with the woke messaging. They don't buy it, they see through it, and they don't care. All right, so Virgin Atlantic is wasting its money here with this general, neutral uniform stuff. Now, if you haven't seen the Virgin Atlantic ad, I provide a link in the show notes, but I will also put it on right now in the background just so you can feel the, feel the vibe because it's Friday and you need this, you need this ad. It's like being at a rave, only on a tarmac, and everybody around you is so very non-binary. Or they're like a really standout ally, and they're like strutting around. So essentially, it's a bunch of flight attendants in like a bad Virgin Atlantic version of Vogue by Madonna, just 35 years late to the party. Uh, These flight attendants are strutting their non-binary selves for the camera as their consumers at home and on the subway and whatever are yawning and wondering why Virgin can't make their snack offering better or find their lost baggage. In any case, all this pomp and circumstance from Virgin Atlantic is being done to announce their flight attendants can now wear whatever uniform they want, male or female. Liberation is here. We are free, finally. Frankly, it kind of reminds me when I watch this thing of those narcissistic COVID videos where like healthcare workers are line dancing together while they're telling us how overworked and exhausted they are. Remember those? But then they have time still to perform like a perfect rendition of Michael Jackson's thriller all in their PPE. That's kind of what this film feels like from Virgin Atlantic. It feels like just an exercise in pure narcissism and watching a brand have a conversation with itself, a very boring conversation. But you say, Brett, this is great work from Virgin Atlantic. After all, Virgin Atlantic is all about image and feel and vibe. You know, the airlines are basically all the same. They load you like cattle and move you from one place to another with the least frills possible. So what else can they do but highlight their culture and brand feel? And I say true to that. I get that this is a brand play from Virgin Atlantic. But again, is this what folks are dying to hear about? From Virgin Atlantic, gender-neutral flight attendant uniforms? I doubt it. I highly doubt it, actually, because there's no marketing data, I would almost guarantee, that told Virgin Atlantic, you know what? Consumers are dying for gender-neutral uniforms. It's the number one thing they're asking for right behind clean bathrooms. I just don't think that's happened. Now, Virgin Atlantic, according to Bloomberg, reported losses of $638 million last year. Now, that was partly due to COVID, no doubt, but something ain't working for the common folks uh, about this airline. Uh, is gender-neutral uniforms the marketing play that's going to change the fortunes of Virgin Atlantic? Me thinks not. I don't think so. So what's the story here? What's the real story? Well, here's what the gender-neutral airline had to say about it. And here's a question. Can you still call a plane a she anymore? Remember like in the movies, like in the military movies? She better. She's, hopefully she'll hold together. I just remember people calling plane she's or car she's. Uh, are we allowed to do that anymore? Or are they now planex or carx? Okay, I digress. Here's what Insider.com, who got the too-hot-to-hold story about this bold campaign, here's what they had to say about the Virgin Atlantic Initiative. Quote, The policy effective today champions the individuality of Virgin Atlantic's people by enabling them to wear the clothing that expresses how they identify or present themselves, the airline said in a statement sent to Insider. They go on... It's so important that we enable our people to embrace their individuality and be their true selves at work, said Juha Jarvinen, Virgin Atlantic's chief commercial officer. She said in a press release, according to Insider, she goes on, it is for that reason that we allow our people to wear the uniform that best suits them and how they identify and ensure our customers are addressed by their preferred pronouns. So very important. That was me, not the spokesman. And this is what I mean by brand's navel-gazing. I get that Virgin Atlantic is largely in a parody category. Sure, Virgin has those cool purple tinty lights inside their plane and a boarding ticket, at least when I went on the plane back in the day it was half the size. It kind of caught my attention. It was kind of neat the way it was like more like a ticket stub. And it has kind of a hipster presence at their check-in counter. It feels like you're walking into an Apple store or a DJ booth uh, when you come up to the counter. But at the end of the day, Uh, it's still just a cramped plane ride to some destination. And you'd be relatively happy if the plane lands in one piece on time and your baggage makes it to the destination. And of course, that's essentially what all airlines are basically offering, just with a different paint color and logo. So Virgin Atlantic is looking for something to sell here. And so they're kind of making news out of a nothing burger. Uh, Brands do this all the time. But This is less than a nothing burger. Nobody cares that Virgin Atlantic has gender-neutral uniforms. Do you care? I think it's a snore-fest at best. But worse, it's a brand navel-gazing exercise at its very finest. Now again, not only does it show how DEI subordinates a corporation's former purpose, i.e. serving customers, to diversity, equity, and inclusion, But it's also not news. At least not newsworthy enough to make a multi-million dollar ad about it. At least it looks like it's multi-million dollar. I don't know how much they spent. But for goodness sakes, we have drag queens reading stories to children today, sadly. So it's not newsy, actually. Uh, We've already jumped the shark on this stuff. Uh, I also find it odd. Like, who was telling the flight attendants they couldn't wear the uniforms of their choice? Well, Virgin Atlantic, of course, was the ones telling them that. And okay, so now you want brownie points for telling us that you're now allowing your flight attendants to pick the uniform that matches how they want to identify? Like, you just did that two days ago and you think we should think you're so cutting edge? Would anyone have been shocked to see gender-neutral uniforms on a Virgin Atlantic flight before this announcement, like last week. See, wokeness is smug, and it loves to pat itself on the back. So not only is this marketing move not some bold, brave stunt, it also does nothing to improve the experience for the passenger, and I know I'm getting old, and I believe things like there's actually two genders, and two plus two equals four, and I know that's like so 2021, but just like, A little over two years ago when I was CCO at Deutsche L.A., we were still trying to actually figure out how we could tell our consumers about something they actually cared about, like how cheesy the taco was or how much easier they could get their taxes done. It was called a product benefit, and we were always asking ourselves what the product benefit from the brand was that we were selling to the consumer. Now, you're thinking, Brett, the benefit they're selling at Virgin Atlantic is how woke they are. Indeed, that's true. They are letting the woke consumer know that Virgin Atlantic is essentially woke airlines, and you can rest assured you will not encounter one of those MAGA white naturalist types in our friendly skies, if you know what I mean. In other words, Virgin Atlantic is saying that this is a plane for progressive, open-minded, oh-so-inclusive folks. Okay, I guess I buy that a tiny bit, but honestly, I think the average person seriously goes to Kayak or Priceline, types in Los Angeles to London, and then sees which ticket comes up cheapest. And if the male flight attendant wants to serve drinks in a dress, I don't know if people really care. Don't believe me? Here are a few reactions to Virgin Atlantic's announcement on Twitter that would support this. Uh, And so here uh, is what seven of nine, I'm just picking some random Twitter reactions out and certainly these don't represent them all, but seven of nine said this, and I think they're British because of the way it's written. I didn't care what's on the badge or what their name is, let alone their choice of pronoun. If a hairy cabin crew guy wants to wear a skirt and lippy, I'm not bothered, as long as they're clean and tidy. I want them to serve drinks, food, and make sure I'm comfortable on the flight. Paradise Pooches said this. I don't care what they wear. I just want my refund for being bumped. And there was a lot of comments like this, by the way. It's just like this. People don't care. Now, to be fair, there were a few people who seemed to just tickled to discover Virgin Atlantic's attendants will have pronoun badges to go with their newfound liberation to wear whatever uniform they want male or female and to be fair again a couple folks on twitter conversely said they won't fly virgin again which is probably what the company was hoping for like some scandalous reaction from the bigoted patriarchal heteronormative christian nationalist extremist right some kind of reactionary response on social media that they thought would drive interest but As of like three days later, I'm looking at the YouTube posting, it's got like 11,000 views and I just don't think that happened because most people don't care. But overall, like I said, this is just so much navel gazing from Virgin Atlantic. And this is what I mean when I say that DEI demands that you always sell DEI above all else. At a certain point, you just run out of subject matter. Oppression is so boring after a while. There's just not enough oppression to liberate people from, especially when every brand is saying the exact same thing, especially when people supposedly being liberated from oppression are your own employees who you were oppressing with gendered uniform policy only yesterday. People would rather do their nails or watch America's Got Talent than talk about how Virgin Atlantic's attendants can now wear the opposite gender's uniforms. But alas, Virgin Atlantic, perhaps sensing the empty flatulence inside of their own DEI-inspired brief, threw a bone in for the consumer too. now wait for it. This is amazing. Yes, customers will now also have the ability to be addressed by their preferred pronouns. Preferred personal pronouns. Thank goodness. Now, I know you wanted a roomier middle seat or maybe some free Wi-Fi or maybe a few more peanuts in the snack bag, but no. This is what Virgin Atlantic thinks you really want, according to Insider. The airline said it's also updated its ticketing system to include gender-neutral titles. Travelers may now choose a gender-neutral code of U or X. By the way, I haven't heard that one yet. U or X? Well, X I've heard of, but U? As in U, like the letter U. Oh, I'm lost. Let's let's continue. Travelers may now choose a gender neutral code of quote U or quote X on their booking in the gender neutral title. And this is new for me again is of MX. Have you heard of that one yet? The statement said, so I guess in addition to children uh, X, Latin X, Latin X, we have MX. The statement said, however, the codes, the article goes on to say from insider must match Or the spokesman continues, however, the codes must match the documents a person is traveling with, such as a passport. So a Virgin Atlantic statement goes on to say these changes are part of cementing Virgin Atlantic's uh, reputation as the most inclusive airline in the skies. See what I'm talking about? There's the I in DEI. It is the brief for Virgin Atlantic They want to be the most inclusive airline in the skies. That's their new mission because DEI takes over the mission of the brand. So apparently, though, if you want to take advantage of these awesome new inclusive benefits of being called MX instead of Mr., you'll need to march down to the DMV and you'll need to tell them that your name is MX uh, instead of Mr. uh, or whatever and have them change your passport or your real ID or whatever, because if your ID doesn't match, well, then you're out of luck. Virgin Atlantic can't print your ticket with your preferred pronouns. You know, I was thinking, I pity the gate security people. Their job has gotten a lot harder thanks to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Try IDing someone now. It's, we tell you. In any case, this is again brand navel gazing at its very finest and I wouldn't expect this idea to return Virgin Atlantic to profitability anytime soon because they're not doing this for the consumer. They're doing it for themselves. Diversity, equity, and inclusion is ultimately a very narcissistic ideology. You spend all day thinking about how you're marginalized and how you'd be happy if only society would stop oppressing you. But frankly, victimhood is a bore, especially when every brand is saying the exact same thing at once. Who wants to listen to a brand talk about themselves? If there's nothing in it for them, the consumer wants to know how the brand can make their experience better and gender neutral uniforms will not do that. When DEI, uh, just as a side note, came into the ad agency world, I knew it would be the death of creativity and it has been. Despite a few pieces that I've seen lately that were quite good, one of them is the new Upworks ad, which is frankly brilliant. The work in the industry is on average very bland because DEI, which is just wokeness, asserts itself above the agency and even the client's mission. It becomes the dominant ideology and it demands that you talk about it 24 seven, that you filter everything against it or you're not a quote ally unquote, or you're not, quote, doing the work, unquote, as the wokest like to say. The truth is, there's now a vacuum that's been created in the business, and ad world for brands that want to return to simply doing good work for the consumer, striving for excellence and communicating their product slash service benefit versus communicating how woke they are. At best, this version Atlantic ad should have been aimed at their own employees. If they think this will improve their morale, which I don't think it will uh, personally, or maybe it will in their opinion, but it certainly won't improve the in-flight experience for the vast, vast majority of consumers. And it might even hurt Virgin Atlantic's prospects, uh, as many will find this ad just to be more brand navel gazing, more corporate virtue signaling of their wokeness uh, that feels like old already and stale, and it does nothing for the consumer that Virgin Atlantic serves. All right. Have a great weekend. Uh, Thank you for joining the AdWoke podcast. And until next time, you're not crazy. They are.